Well, everybody, I want to thank you for joining us today. I'm so thankful that we have this online platform for we can gather in a virtual world uh, where we're all experiencing social distancing, but we can still have community. And I'm super thankful for that today. Grateful for all of you that are guests. Uh, we want to welcome you. Thanks for joining us and logging in online in this season. And we're going to continue to gather not only on the weekend at centralonline.tv, but uh, we're going to have some things things happening throughout the week. And this week, we're going to be meeting on Tuesday night and Thursday night as well for some interactive times. I'll tell you more about that in a few minutes. But um, we are in unprecedented times. And not only are we in unprecedented times, but there's a lot of words that could describe these times. One word that comes to my mind is the word uncertain. We are in uncertain times. We have a lot of uncertainty. It's like there's a question mark over a whole lot of things in our lives that wasn't even there only a week or two weeks ago. And so we're wondering about things like the uncertainty of our jobs, uh, of our bank accounts, of uh, how we're going to pay the bills. There's the uncertainty of our healthcare uh, situation and will our healthcare be overrun and there's the uncertainty of those that we love that are vulnerable in this season. Will they be okay? There's the uncertainty of homeschooling parents who have been on the job for one week and feel totally uh, overwhelmed in this moment. There's uh, uncertainty about the future. There's big uncertainties about uh, not only homeschooling, but graduation. What's that going to look like? Uh, our economy, uh, are we are we going to get back online and when are we going to get back online? There's uncertainty over um, just the timing of all of this. You know, how, how far out does this go? We're facing all kinds of uncertainty in our lives and we don't do well with uncertainty. I mean, when we face uncertainty, it's usually um, in situations where we are just kind of, uh, 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 the way we respond is with fear and anxiety and worry and um, all kinds of things that aren't necessarily helpful. So I wanna to talk to you today about how we can face this kind of uncertainty in our lives, but how we can do it with faith. Because here's what I believe, in all of this uncertainty, there is one thing that is still certain today, and that is this, that God is still for you. God is still for you. And he's still moving and working in our world and in our lives. You know, every week at Central, we've ended our services for the past 17 years almost, with the same phrase. It's from Romans chapter 8, verse 31. And we just say, if God is for us, who can be against us? And that phrase, uh, if God is for us, it's worded like a question, but it's not meant to be a question in the Bible. It's not a question. It's a statement of fact that God is indeed for us. So who can be against us? Well, a lot of things can be against us. And certainly we're in a situation where the coronavirus can be against us. The economy can feel like it's against us. A lot of things can be against us, but God will ultimately prevail. God is going to move and work in his people's hearts and lives and in our world. And we have to hang on to that in this moment. God is still for you. In fact, these are unprecedented times, but listen, in unprecedented times, God moves in unprecedented ways. And I want to talk about how we can hang on to that in the midst of all the uncertainty that we face in our lives. Um, to do that, I want to go back to Psalm 23. 
Psalm 23, we started in last weekend. It's one of the most famous passages of the entire Bible. Uh, You'll remember it begins by saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. God is my God, my shepherd. And that image of God as our shepherd is one that runs through the entire Bible. In fact, one person sort of countered it up and there are over 700 sheep and sheep related references throughout the Bible. So we see it everywhere. When you look back through church history, you see that the early church, the the, the uh, early followers of Jesus, they held on to the idea of the good shepherd and the image of God as the good shepherd as one of their core images that got them through persecution, poverty, difficulty, even plagues and loss. They faced it all hanging on to the good shepherd and his hand. And we can do that today as well. So let's go to Psalm 23. Let's bring up verse four. When we get to the highlighted word, uh, just like we would on a normal weekend at Central, even though I know you're watching at home, I just want you to say it out loud, loud and proud. Wake somebody up in the living room. All right, here we go. Psalm 23, verse four. It says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close, what? Beside me. You are close beside me. Now that phrase, darkest valley, David says, he was a shepherd, by the way. David says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, fascinating thing, that that could be translated the shadowest of shadows, or it could be translated the darkest of darks. It's like if you're in a room and it's well lit and you can see and there's, there's no vulnerability, you can see what's behind you, what's around you, and then all of a sudden you hit the lights, the lights go off and now you're in complete blackness. You don't know what's behind you. You don't know what's around you. All of a sudden, you're vulnerable. All of a sudden, you're, you're defenseless. And this is where David is. He says, even when I'm defenseless, even when I'm vulnerable, the core image of the darkest of, uh, of darks is, the core, it's like a poetic way of, of talking about uncertainty. It's like a question mark has been placed on everything. And David says, even in that situation, God, I will not be afraid because you're close beside me. David is saying, I'm not, I'm not gonna be afraid. And it's not that he's not gonna be afraid because he trusts the government, or he's not gonna be afraid because he trusts what science is doing. It's not that he's not gonna be afraid because he trusts the supply chains right now. He's not, it's not that he's not gonna be afraid because he's trusting that there will be all kinds of things available to him in the future. No, 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 David isn't afraid because God, he believes with all of his heart, is close beside him because God is still with him. And if God is still Still with him. Everything will be all right. If God is still with him, he will be able to walk the course. If God is still with him, he will provide for his needs. And so David says, even in the darkest dark, even in the shadowest of shadows, I refuse. I will not be afraid. You are beside me. That's a word for us today. In unprecedented times, God can move in unprecedented ways. And we need to remember today in the darkest of darks that we're not alone, that God is close and that he is beside us. And he's beside us to lead us in a couple different ways. One way is simply to remember that God is guiding you. Remember that God is guiding you. You know, one of the ways you face a crisis is um, you learn to take God more seriously and you learn to take yourself a little less seriously. I think it's important to laugh 
I think it's important to find humor, not, not to make light of the situation we're facing, but to actually help us cope with the situation that we're facing. And I saw some memes pop up online that were pretty funny this week. One of them was a meme of toilet paper. Let's, let's look at this meme of, of, uh, of toilet paper here. It just says this, it says, if you need 144 rolls of toilet paper for a 14-day quarantine, you probably should have been seeing a doctor long before COVID-19. Uh, a lot of truth to that. Got to keep laughing even as we keep serving and loving and praying in the midst of this situation. Um, so one thing we can hold on to today is that God is our shepherd and he is guiding us. Psalm 23, verse 1. Let's look at this together. When you get to the highlighted word, say it out loud with me at home. It says, the Lord is my what? Shepherd. He's my shepherd. I have all that I need. My friend Margaret Feinberg, uh, a tremendous writer and teacher, communicator, check out her resources, Margaret Feinberg. Uh, one book she wrote called Scouting the Divines, fantastic. And she talks about uh, going and visiting a shepherd to learn a little bit more about kind of what it means when the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. And she actually visited a female shepherd uh, known as a shepherdess in uh, Oregon. And she got a kind of a tour of, of the land and the sheep and learned from this shepherdess. And so she says when she first got there, one of the things that surprised her was when the shepherdess went out back and began to call the sheep, they immediately knew the sound of her voice. She could just go out and be like, sheep, sheep. And immediately the sheep would start running from everywhere to come to the shepherd. But then she said what surprised her even more is once the sheep all gathered around the shepherdess, she began to tell Margaret about all the individual sheep. She knew they all had names. She knew who they were. She knew their, uh, how they responded in certain situations. She knew what made them afraid. She knew their histories. She knew their backgrounds. These weren't just sheep to the shepherdess. These were individuals. And I think of the Bible where it, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice. And that's awesome. But what we may need to be reminded of today is that the shepherd knows our voice. He knows who we are. And right now, Jesus knows the fear that you may have in your heart. Right now, he knows the financial situation you're facing individually in your family. Right now, he knows uh, the, the prayers that may be going up for family members or friends or individuals who are sick. Right now, he's with you in this moment. It's easy right now to feel alone, and a lot of people do. They feel like they're alone in their pain, alone in their struggle, alone in their situation. But I want you to know, we as a church, we're here for you. We're here for one another. But most importantly, God is still here close beside you. He knows you. He knows your situation. You're not just a herd to him. You're an individual and he loves you. And David goes on. He finds great comfort in the fact that God is the good shepherd who knows his sheep. Check this out. Uh, Psalm chapter 23, beginning in verse four, he says, your rod and your staff protect and what? Comfort me. They protect and comfort me. Now, the rod and the staff, those are two images that were powerful in that time and in that age. Uh, the rod was what a shepherd would carry, often in his right hand, and he would use the rod to defend the sheep from other animals, from others that might attack. The rod was a picture of authority and power and uh, defending uh, those that were defenseless. And then the staff, the shepherd's staff, often had a crook in it. And the shepherd would use that to sort of lovingly guide the sheep and, you know, help 
steer then, help them get on the proper track. So we have the rod and we have the staff. And those are pictures of who God is. He's the one with authority right now. We have to remember that. He's the one in control right now. We have to hold on to that. He's got the rod in his hand. He will fight off the enemies. He will fight for us. And he's got the staff, the staff which can lovingly sort of guide us and bring us back on track. And they should comfort us in the midst of all the fear that we face, just like they comforted David in the darkest of darks. The rod and the staff, the authority and the direction of our shepherd, that's what we need. You know, this week we prayed a lot for a lot of different people and particularly uh, a friend of mine, his brother-in-law has been in the hospital and on Wednesday, the test came back that he was positive for COVID-19. And I think it's easy to kind of hear out in the media and stuff, oh, you know, like um, the likelihood of you getting seriously ill is low and, and maybe to not even take what we're facing seriously. But, you know, this individual was in critical situation on level four oxygen on Wednesday morning. Um, we were praying our guts out and asking God to show up and move and do a miracle. Wednesday night, we had a live stream and we gathered together and streamed live on Facebook and on YouTube and um, uh, uh, Instagram. And we gathered for prayer and for worship. And we're going to be doing more of that. It was, it was so powerful. Pray for individuals and their needs. And, and we have been praying for this individual. And, and uh, this friend of mine, whose family member is in the hospital, they watched that live stream. And I know it spoke to them and meant the world to them. And somewhere around that time, as we were all praying and, and uh, asking God to show up, uh, his oxygen began to improve. And he went from a level four, then he went to a level one. And I'm happy to report to you today, they eventually took him off oxygen where he's breathing on his own. Uh, he's now home and in self-quarantine. So we're praising God for that miracle. But in the midst of it all, I reached out to my friend and just told him we were praying for him. And he had gone back and watched last weekend's message with his family. And so it was really, I think, at the top of his mind, the Lord is my shepherd. And he ended his text to me by just saying, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to sleep like a sheep who knows that they are taken care of by a good shepherd. And I thought, what a powerful statement in the midst of family turmoil and the unknown to rest in the fact that God is still guiding. He's still guiding. He's still working. He's still moving. In unprecedented times, God moves in unprecedented ways. And so he's giving us direction and insight if we will lean into him. He knows our needs. God's guiding us and he's guiding you. Second thought is this, that God is your provider, that God is your provider. You know, we have a lot of motions this time, um, this season going through what we're going through. There's a lot of things flying around. You're going to have good days and bad days. Um, I appreciated some of these memes just about how it all kind of feels right now with what uh, we're facing. Uh, let's bring the first one up here. Uh, it says, how it feels running errands. And it's a picture of Wonder Woman just uh, running through a battlefield, right? You know. All right, let's go to the next one. How it feels when, when someone coughs, you know, we all run like Jack Sparrow fleeing for his life. Uh, by the way, I was on a, oh, well, we'll keep going. Uh, how it feels uh, when you're finding toilet paper. <laughs> Look at this, Gollum, my precious. Uh, one more, all right. 
how it feels when you're watching the news. Yes, like a meteor is flying into the earth to destroy it all. That's definitely how it feels. And uh, so there's a lot that we're feeling and wrestling with. I was going to say, I, I was um, uh, this last week, kind of before uh, in our home state, everything was locked down. I was, I was um, in close proximity with other people and I was on a, on a flight and I, uh, I had to cough. And I just, the, the way things have changed so much, I held that cough for an extended period of time because I was afraid to cough that everybody would look at me and think, you know, I was infected. So that's the world we live in now. There are a lot of feelings flying around. But I want you to know, even in all of this, even in these feelings and this confusion, um, God can still bless us and he can still work in our lives. Look at what David says, Psalm 23, beginning in verse five. Help me on the highlighted word here. He says, you prepare a feast for me, and notice this, in the presence of my enemies. So good. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup, what? Overflows with blessings. Oh, that's rich, friends. Listen, the implication here is that our cup can overflow with blessings, even though our life may not be perfect, even though it may be in the presence of enemies, even though things may not be going the way we hoped they would be going or the way we imagined they would be going. Listen, it's easy to believe God is blessing you when everything is up and to the right. It's easy to believe God is blessing you when the stock market's doing well and the economy is rocking along. It's easy to believe God is blessing you when the whole world doesn't feel like it's come to a grinding stop. It's easy to believe God's blessing you when you didn't just get promoted to being the primary teacher for your kids that you feel totally unprepared to teach. But when life gets hard, when things get difficult, we have to hang on to the fact that God is still the blesser in the midst of difficulty. It is possible, even though we don't know what's coming next, even though the situation is serious and we're not sure how we're going to get out of it, even though things are hard right now, it is still possible to say, my cup overflows. And that's not just positive thinking. That's biblical thinking. Look, we're focused, and it's easy to focus right now on all that's closed, and I understand that, but there are a lot of things that aren't closed right now, and there's some real things that I think God wants to teach us right now about who he is and what he can do in our lives. You know the greatest challenge and probably the greatest tragedy of this season we're in will be that when we come out on the other side, if we don't, if we remain unchanged, man, that's a tragedy. This is a season to allow God to stretch us and grow us and show us all the ways he's blessing us with our cup overflowing, even though things are uncertain. You know, when you think about it, there's a lot that isn't closed right now. First of all, our first responders aren't closed. Um, our uh, grocery store workers, they are not closed, and we are thankful for all of you. Uh, the individuals in the healthcare are not closed. They're on the front line. They're serving. Our truckers are not closed. Uh, are those that are in the food supply chain are not closed, and we're grateful because they're providing uh, opportunities for us to get what we need right now in our lives. Government officials, those who are serving our community, they are not closed. And listen, I want you to know the church is not closed. 
closed. The church isn't closed. God's still moving. God's still working. And we're going to try to do something. I think, and I believe really with all my heart, that God wants to provide for his people, and God will provide for us. Our cup will overflow with blessings, even in a time of difficulty, even in a time of restraint. But I think one of the primary ways God wants to overflow our cup in this season to provide for us is through the church community. And so we're doing um, a lot of things. We're praying for people 24-7. We started a 24-7 prayer team. We'd love to, to have you either join that team to help us pray for hundreds and thousands of people wrestling with things in their lives, or uh, if you have a prayer request, it would be our honor and privilege to pray for you and with you. Not only that, we're gathering. We're gonna be um, doing virtual uh, Celebrate Recovery groups, virtual Central Academy classes. Um, we'll have uh, virtual opportunities to circle up with friends and family in Bible study groups. We're going to have uh, larger gatherings that are happening through live stream. Uh, this week, uh, one on Tuesday that I'll be doing some teaching at, and we'll have some music and worship and uh, some prayer. And then on Thursday night, another live stream that'll be a little more focused to worship and prayer exclusively. But these are just opportunities in, in the busyness of life and the busyness of the day to pause and come together virtually. And I want to encourage you to do it. God wants to provide for you. He wants to bless you even even in this season, and some of what we need, some of those spiritual blessings are going to be provided to us through other people in the church community. So we are continuing to do all that we can to help others. And uh, we're serving in government-sanctioned, appropriate ways. I don't know, in the Las Vegas area where we have um, several of our uh, locations we got word that the majority of the food pantries and food distribution sites uh, closed down in light of uh, COVID-19. And, and we didn't feel like that was an option for us. And so we've partnered with Three Square and uh, we're serving in government-sponsored sites around the Las Vegas area, uh, six different locations um, most days of the week on a rotating basis around the city in different spots so that we're covering about 20 different locations throughout the week. Last week alone, in three days, we our volunteers at Central distributed almost um, 300,000 pounds of food. Amazing. Incredible. I mean, I'm so proud of our church. And I've been on the front line serving food myself. And I've looked into the faces of hundreds and hundreds of people in the middle of this situation and been honored and privileged to, put, to give them a, a meal and to tell them, hey, hang in there. God bless you. God loves you. A lot of them pulled up, and, and when they pulled up, you know, they recognized who I was. Some of, them pulled up, some of these individuals pull up and they say, Judd, you're our pastor. And you realize this isn't just something that's out there. It's right here on our doorstep. You know, it's, it's our church. It's our family. It's our people. And we have to rally together for one another. God wants to take care of our people and our city and our community. But in, a lot of, in, in some ways, he's going to do that through us. And so I'm grateful for our church. I'm proud of our church and how we've stepped up and stepped in and how we're serving and giving back. We're going to see in the midst of this generosity begin to explode in ways that we could never imagine. We're going to see people start showing up. And you may have an opportunity this week, next week, to do something generous that truly impacts somebody's life. Maybe it's a word of encouragement. Maybe it's inviting them to join you online to experience hope and encouragement at church. Maybe it's praying for somebody and reaching out to them. 
Maybe it's uh, doing a virtual gathering with somebody and bringing hope to them. Look for ways that right now you can be the light. God may want to provide for people around you through you. And look for ways to be generous. Some of us right now are in a situation where uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not sure where our next meal is going to come from. And, and we need help. And we want to be here to help those who need help. Some are in a situation where they feel like, okay, I can, I can weather the storm for a little while. Some are in a situation where they can really be generous and help others out. And I want to challenge you um, to consider being generous financially, if you can, to help us help our community and to serve. But as we're generous in whatever way that we can, God's going to use that in a powerful way to point people to him and to impact their lives. And so church is not closed. But I want you to think about this. God is not closed, right? God is not closed. God is not canceled. Jesus isn't canceled. The Holy Spirit isn't canceled. Faith isn't canceled. Love isn't canceled. Joy isn't canceled. Happiness isn't canceled. Listen, peace isn't canceled. Humility isn't canceled. Perseverance isn't canceled. Goodness isn't canceled. Kindness isn't canceled. Gentleness isn't canceled. Faithfulness isn't canceled. Uh, Time with friends isn't canceled. Relationships isn't canceled. Uh, Character isn't canceled. Strength isn't canceled. I mean, we could go on and on, right? Laughter isn't canceled. Joy, times playing games, podcasts aren't canceled, and uh, movies aren't canceled, at least at home, right? And with Netflix, you can kind of do that together now, apparently. There are a lot of things that are still open, and we got to lean into those things and allow God to fill our heart and fill our lives with good things until our cup overflows, One scripture that I've been hanging on to a lot, and I've been sort of speaking it over my life, and I want to share it with you. It's Hebrews chapter 13, beginning in verse 5. Let me just read it to you, and let me explain it. This is a really powerful scripture because it starts with a promise, and then there's a confession, which is our response to the promise of God. And, And so let's just kind of read it first, and then I'll walk through it with you. So the promise is, God has said, I will never fail you, and I will never abandon you. Now listen, just sit there for a minute. God has said this. This is his promise. Somebody needs to hear this right now. God says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Listen, God, close your eyes and just listen. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. You are not alone. God has promised he will be there for us. So we say with confidence, look, there's a lot of things flying around right now, but confidence is not something you see very often. So we respond with confidence. And this is our response. The Lord is my what? My helper. He's my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? So the promise is, God says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. The response with confidence is, I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? So I just let's just repeat the first part of that response on three, okay? Just read it with me at home. Uh, you know, uh, uh, just kind of lean in. Wake up the family on three. One, two, three. We're going to start with the Lord. Lord is my shepherd. We'll try that again. One, two, three. The, the, uh, the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? That verse has been getting me through every day, and I'm sharing it with you to hang on to and let it get you through today. Because listen, we're going to look around this next week, and we're going to see a lot of things. 
We're going to see some bad headlines and probably headlines getting worse. And we got to stop when we see those and remind ourselves, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. We're going to see our, our family situation and, and the frustration and the tensions can start to build. And we got to remind ourselves, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. We may be looking at our bank account and we're not sure where the next paycheck's coming. And we got to remind ourselves, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. We're going to look around and uh, be tempted to panic at certain stories that we hear. We may even have friends that get sick. We may get sick. We have to remind ourselves the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. We're going to hear uh, stories of more and more people getting the virus as testing increases. We have to remind ourselves, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. And more and more in this season, when we're overwhelmed trying to homeschool, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. When we have those moments of panic rise up, when we start projecting out three or four months and we aren't sure what's coming and we aren't sure what's going to happen, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. When we want to go to the worst case scenario, come on somebody, when we want to jump down the road to the worst case scenario in our hearts and in our minds, we've got to stop ourselves and say to ourselves, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Sometimes we just got to speak this message over our hearts. Sometimes you're going to have to slip into the bathroom and just shut the door for a minute and turn the light on and look in the mirror and just say to yourself again, God has said, I will never leave you and I will never abandon you. And I respect respond with confidence. Even though I'm terrified right now, I respond with confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. And that's how we face the days that we're in. That's how we face the uncertainty. You don't deny it. You walk through it. Even in the darkest darks, David says, you're close beside me. And God said, he'll never fail us and he'll never abandon us. And I don't know about you, but I want to hold him to his word. I want to hold him to his word today. And I'm hanging on to that promise with all that I have. And I'm saying, God, show up and move. We need a miracle. We need you to work. We need you to do what only you can do. David goes on in the Psalm and he closes it out by just saying, surely goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life. Some translations say, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. But uh, I did a word study on that word follow. It's actually the word pursue, that God will not just follow behind him, but actually pursue him with goodness and mercy. I want to speak that over somebody's life today. It's terrifying right now, and you aren't sure what's coming next, but goodness and mercy are what God is, is following you with, pursuing you with. What's chasing you down right now is not your demise. It is the goodness and the mercy of God in this life or in the next. Final line of Psalm 23. David says, I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Listen, it's not, this world is not our home. Things are temporary and things are unknown in this world. We live in a fallen, broken world and the Bible never makes apology for that or denies it. But we have a God that we trust in who has promised. In fact, at one point, Jesus says, do not be troubled. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come back and take you so that you may be where I am. We have the hope of heaven, ultimately, that we may live in the house of the Lord forever. 
a hope that is bigger than this life that we got to hang on to in moments like these. Listen, in unprecedented times, God can move in unprecedented ways in our lives. And in the midst of the mess, right, in the midst of the problems, in the midst of the enemies gathered around, our cup can still overflow. So remember today, God is your provider. And remember, God is your guide. And hang on to that. The Lord is my helper. I will have no fear. Maybe you're here today and maybe you've never crossed the line of faith. And I'd love to just take an opportunity to give you a chance to reach out to God and ask God to move and work in your heart and in your life today. This could be such a powerful moment, a life-changing moment for so many people to take the uncertainty of today and reach out to the one certainty that we can know. And that is that God is still for us in this moment. Friends, if you're ready to become a follower of Jesus, the Bible says Christ died on a cross and rose again so that we could be forgiven and free, that Jesus lived a perfect life, that he died a sacrificial death, and that he rose again so that by placing our faith and our trust in him, we could receive the forgiveness of sins, we could receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, we could be reborn spiritually, and we could move forward in faith with God. And I experienced that in my own life when I was 17 years old, just a mess in my life caught up out of a four-year drug addiction when I finally surrendered my life to Jesus Christ and trusted him everything began to change and it wasn't easy things were still hard but that became the decisive moment I look back now decades later and I realize every good thing that ever happened in my life happened because I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ and I want to give you that opportunity right now this is your chance don't let this whole thing that we're going through um, this all of this change and disruption just sort of slide over you without being impacted. Open your heart to God. If you're already a believer, come back to God. Surrender to him. If you're not yet a believer, then it's time to surrender your life and come home to him and let God do a work in your life only he can do. He wants to forgive you, empower you, equip you, and use you. And for some of you, this is your moment. So I'd like to ask everybody at home, everybody watching online, to bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you're ready to become a follower of Jesus, you can begin that journey by repeating the simple prayer after me. You can just say it out loud or um, you can say it in your own heart and mind. God hears. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for coming into the world. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose again. Forgive me for my sins. Give me the gift of eternal life. Help me face the challenges that I'm up against. God, I surrender my life to you. In Christ's name. And friends, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's your prayer today, if it's your commitment, wherever you're at today, I just want to ask you, will you slip your hand in the air? just to acknowledge you're going to reach out to God today, just to acknowledge you're going to trust him in your life, just slip your hand in the air. Ask God to move and work in your heart today. God, we thank you. We love you. I pray for each individual just reaching out to you. I pray you'll show up in their heart and in their life in tangible ways. Fill them with your goodness. Fill them with your forgiveness, your power. And all of us, may we walk in these uncertain times hanging on to the certainty 
that you are still for us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you made a spiritual commitment, I just want to tell you congratulations. Such an awesome, awesome thing. And we'd love to put some resources in your hands that can be uh, powerful, I think, for you. Um, and so uh, we've created a resource called How to Follow Jesus. And um, you can get access to that resource and other information. In fact, our host will tell you how right now at the conclusion of the experience. God bless you guys. Make sure to spread the word. Join us next week. Well, that's right. What an incredible message. And just like Pastor Judd was saying, if you made a decision to follow Jesus today, you can text the word decision to 55000. And we want to send you that free copy, that digital copy of that How to Follow Jesus guide. Also, we want to draw your attention to hopeforthecity.tv, that website. If you want to experience hope, if you want to share hope, if you want to give hope, go to hopeforthecity.tv. For all you parents out there, also you can go to our website and you can find youth videos and kids' videos that you can play today where they can experience church as well. It's so important. And also we have um, some more experiences going on today. So make sure you follow us on social media um, at Central Online or our website is centralonline.tv so you can share the next few experiences with people who may not have been able to tune in yet. Um, we also want you to stay connected. So a good way to do that is downloading our app, Central Church, and subscribing to our notifications. You can also um, text the word Central to 55000 to get text notifications. This is important because we're going to be streaming live throughout the week. And we want you to know when that's going to happen. We want you to stay connected so you can know exactly when to tune in. So make sure you do that. Yeah, and we close this experience the same way every single week, and that's with the verse Romans 8.31. If God is for us, who, who could be, be against, against us? us? You make sure to hold on to that all week. Thank we'll see you, you so much for watching.